The following program is a PodcastOne.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Uh-huh. A very smart cookie. Very smart. That's how you're described. Very smart cookie. What are you, a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire? Yeah. Hopefully you're not over-inflating yourself. I didn't over-inflate myself. That was the guy that said it. I, I like love the, the music. Yeah, the music's good. When it first came out, like I said, we had a lot of... Uh, some people didn't like the new intro, but then others really, really loved it. I like it. I think... I'm obsessed. I think it's great. Fantastic. You like it because it says you're a real smart cookie. Well, we, when we first... The old music we licensed was a, a nightmare. Jordan had to, like, find it somewhere. Because, you know, you can't just use any song. It was like a techno Coachella wannabe, but not quite good enough theme song. No, it was out. It was out. It was out. So we are back again. I am Lauren Everts, creator of the Skinny Confidential blog and book and brand. And then we have my lovely, amazing, in a great mood today, fiance, Michael Bostick. Best mood. Best mm. mood. Your personality uh, is on point. Uh, yeah. Give him a 7.5. Uh, like I said, I'm a serial entrepreneur currently working on not blowing it on podcasting. And uh, yes. Yeah. Why don't you have a drink? You're drinking Arrowhead. I'm going to invest in uh, Advil. Lauren's been sucking the Advil down today. Yeah, my teeth hurt, so I needed some Advil. She's been in a shit mood. No, I haven't. That's such bullshit. I think my personality is super charming today. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know how much we appreciate all your support. It's amazing to be able to connect on this medium with you guys. I mean, I feel like we're having happy hour once a week, which is really fun. Michael and I absolutely love podcasting, especially because it's a weekly show that everyone can enjoy for free. If you're enjoying our podcast, please, 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 please tell your best friends, hottie boyfriends, sisters, brothers, dogs, whatever. The word of mouth is what keeps the show growing so we can continue to entertain you. I hope entertain you. Hopefully. Hopefully. On a weekly basis. Thank you again for the continued support. And please tell your boyfriends or any males in your life because I could really use some uh, male listeners. Nope. It's all women. Get over it. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> I hate when he clears his throat. He does this thing where he has to clear his throat before he talks. I was feeling raspy. No, Just you, save that for the break. Yeah, you do your warm-ups. So yes, any men out there, please take a listen you know, your dad's listening. I'm swimming here. You're swimming. Swim. Yeah, you got your dad. So let's get into it. Let's recap our week. What's been going on? Well, we're working on something really exciting. I feel like I don't even know if we introed me, but this is Jordan, obviously, here, here again, back at it with my brother and sister-in-law. Oh, I forgot about you. Yep. You guys love to forget my intro, but that's okay. I intro myself. Yeah, so. intro yourself. You know what? From now on, that's a new thing. I'm going to intro myself. I'm going to jump in and be like, Jordan here, ready to go, on point. I've got the champagne flowing. Don't worry, everyone. Um, No, we're working on a really fun project. Lauren's been slaving away. Michael's been slaving away. I've been picking the colors. Yes, we got some colors going. We are not ready to announce exactly what we're working on, but it's something fun for the Skinny Confidential readers, and hopefully it will be launching in the next three months. So if you want to follow along, follow my Snapchat at Lauren Everts, because I'll be posting like some BTS once in a while. Oh, and right now, Lauren just posted an Instagram to get your feedback on some colors, so definitely go put your input in, because she is definitely taking that into consideration on her Instagram. We are growth hacking the shit out of it in queer the customers because we want to know what they think 
I love to ask the audience what they think. I want to know exactly what you like and what you don't like. And then I kind of do a poll and and see what what kind of color wins and what kind of styles win. I want to know. I kind of want you guys to help me build this secret project we're working on together. I can't wait till it's not a secret. I'm like jumping up and down with excitement. I know. I'm excited. I'm I'm a little tired. I'm not going to lie. I pretty much fell asleep at 6 o'clock yesterday. So that was interesting. Okay, but the one thing I really want to talk about this week is what happened in the office, Michael. Well, we'll get into it. Unfortunately, we don't have the old BNC, the bare naked cuke, cucumber, as he's known here on the show. He'll get he'll come up here soon. But about a month or two ago in my office, we started joking around. Taylor started hitting the gym. And actually, I'm very proud of him. He lost like 15 pounds, which is pretty cool. He is looking spicy and shaved. He goes, he, he asked, this is how creepy he is. He goes, can I be like one of the models for the bombshell body guide? And I was like, absolutely not. There's no oh way. God. So he came, he came in. He said that he was going to work out for a month straight and get in amazing shape. And to motivate himself, he started a competition, which we end up calling the Better Body Competition, with uh, my partner Weston in the office. Basically, the whole competition, the idea behind the competition was they were going to work out as much as they can or could in the month to see who could get the best results. And then at the end, we posted their bodies on Snapchat and had people screenshot which body they thought was the best. And really, nobody wins anything. Especially me, I actually don't, I lose the most. But the loser of the Better Body Contest, who ended up being Weston, has to pose like George Costanza in Seinfeld in the underwear whitey tidy shot, and we're going to have it framed and blown up in the office. So really, everyone's a loser, because now we have to look at Weston's naked, flappy body in a shoot. But Taylor's got this whole new ego about himself now. He uh, he thinks he's like a rock star. He's, we said, for the office, we said... Last place and second to last place. I feel like he literally thinks he's a superstar. He was like pointing at people and winking at people and like just walking around the office without his shirt on. He had some hair gel in the bathroom that he had saved. He was slapping some on. He was trying to get in my Snapchats. It's like, we get it. You're not Miss America. He did an upside down push up, but the best part is his legs. He was leaning against the wall behind him doing upside down push ups. So it was literally like a. Like he was laying on the wall doing a push For 24 hours, I fucked with him so much because he did, of course, he did a full shave down before the competition. And Mm. he had a full shave shave down. down. A full. full. Like a full. And he had so much razor burn all over his lower gut area. And then he decided to sneak in a quick spray tan, level three, I feel like. And the spray tan irritated the razor burn so bad that now it wasn't even like a red razor burn. It was like an orange Jersey Shore razor burn all up his stomach. And let's keep in mind that Wesson didn't even care about the competition and just drank beers every week and didn't work out. And so Taylor was basically competing with himself. And Wesson almost won. Didn't a few girls Snapchat you and say that they could tell it was Taylor because they could see the razor burn and they knew that was him because they knew every time shaved. a message came in and thank you guys for snapping me messages about taylor's razor burn i made a point to run over to where he was in the office and show him the message and for full 24 hours he was having a melting he's like are they really judging me for my razor burn i'm like listen man if you were in a real body contest like if you were actually like a quality bodybuilder you wouldn't go down with a spray tan and razor burn all over your shit like no way his hands were so orange like he definitely didn't towel off after Not with that razor burn, he didn't. (laughs) I'd give him an F, and I think Weston got like an F minus. I was, we were at a barbecue before we move on from the subject this weekend, and he was hitting on a a girl and really trying. Thought he was going to have it, and that's right up until the point where I saw him start doing upside down push ups in front of her. 
She was immediately turned off. She was immediately turned off and left the party. Yeah. I don't blame so. her. Well, dinner last night was fun. Dinner last night was fun. We went to dinner with What's Gobby Cooking. She's a blogger, Gobby Dalkin. And she's going to come on the podcast. We're super excited. And she just did like an amazing spread for us with some wine and some peach salad. She made homemade bread with hummus. Michael was loving every second. You need to take some home ec from her because she jabs was, were she was, you know, cooking up a storm. She was shitting on us. Michael, you were winking at me and looking at the bread. I mean, it was a nice spread. I mean, who makes homemade bread? Bobby. It really makes me feel uncomfortable because Nico and Michael were there looking at us like we were literally the worst. Listen, I'm running a business and I have dogs and we're traveling every second back and forth from LA to San Diego. I don't have time to make homemade bread. Have you ever read that post that's on your blog that I wrote for you? No excuses or thank you for making excuses? No. What's your excuse for not making me homemade bread with hummus? Speaking of making you stuff, I have been cooking up a storm with Blue Apron, and I am crushing it in the kitchen. You have. And you guys know I'm a lazy chef. I like quick, easy, to the point, which is why I love Blue Apron. Their mission is to make amazing home cooking accessible to everyone, which they totally do. I just got my shipment last week, and I'm very excited. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. I also want to know what I'm eating. You guys know this. Everyone knows this. I want to know what I'm putting in my mouth. Seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. The beef, chicken, and pork comes from responsibly raised animals. Love, love, love. And Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. There's nothing hotter than seeing Michael in the kitchen wearing my apron cooking. And everyone knows that cooking builds stronger bonds together. So research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. People who spend a lot of time eating out or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. I mean, what gets better than that? I'm excited because obviously you cook, but you cook very simple, like healthy recipes. And sometimes I could use like a nice souffle. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. I'll whip one up for you. Yeah, so some of the meals they have available in September are the paprika spiced shrimp and cheddar grits with tomato and sweet corn. Might have to whip that one up. The spicy hoisin chicken stir fry with baby bok choy and sesame ginger cucumber salad. You can do that. The eggplant and chickpea tagine with islander pepper, tomato, and couscous. I feel like you're going to make me make that That's the one. And then the summer udon noodle salad with cherry tomatoes, corn, and sweet summer pepper. My personal favorite. Okay, I'm coming over for dinner. I know. Again, quick, easy, and to the point. No one has any time. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash him and her. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so do not wait. That's blueapron.com slash him and her. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So pretty soon I'll be just like Gobby and just cooking up a storm, hitting up some food blogs, posting some pics. I love you in a pink apron. Let's keep it hot. So this week was interesting on the blog property. Do you want to talk about my little post? That Your little post. My little post. Your little post. It stirred up quite a storm. Just the little post. Michael did a post on the Skinny Confidential. We threw it up on a Thursday, and it was all about college and kind of our opinions on it. And before we get into it, I just want to say about college... I think everyone should do what works for them, but I think if you're in college and you're miserable and you're just there because your parents are making you go and you feel like you have ideas and about businesses or creating your own thing and not being in college, I think you should go pursue that. 
And people didn't like that. Well, no, that's not necessarily what they didn't like. A lot of people really did like it, by the way. A lot of people did like it. I didn't even really come up with a post. There was a, a reader that wrote in and sent us an email and asked my opinions on her particular situation for college. So I responded just directly to her. And after, you know, we were getting snaps and we've had some comments and some questions all about college. And I said, you know what I think might be interesting is just to post my email response to this particular reader and let other people read it and, and you know, form their own opinions. And... I was not prepared for the response that it got. I didn't think that people would care that much, but really, like, comment section blew up, and we were pretty surprised. We were surprised. If you guys want to check it out, you can read. It was kind of controversial. Just Google the Skinny Confidential College. Is it necessary? And you can read the whole post there and comment and let us know what your opinion is on that. Yeah, and I'll probably do a follow-up soon. I've been commenting back in the comment section, but I'll do a follow-up to kind of further clarify But I think, you know, one thing that's important to remember is you have to do you, you have to form your own opinions. Even if I'm saying something that doesn't necessarily mean you need to listen, take what people say and and form your own judgments on them and uh, do your own research. And maybe also read up a little bit on like student loans and how they're affecting the economy. It's going to be a big issue. It is going to be a big issue. And I think people should be prepared. And not every single person has to go to college because that's what society tells you to do. I really truthfully believe that I wasted time when I could have been blogging while I was in college. I graduated. I got the degree. I mean, it's awesome that I have a degree, but it doesn't really pertain to what I'm doing. And and someone said, well, you went for television broadcasting. That's totally true. But really, I'm being honest. I didn't learn photography. I didn't learn how to write. I didn't learn how to create content, which is what I'm doing on a daily basis. So the television broadcasting thing for me, like I could have been perfecting my photography or writing in another area, maybe on my own and practicing that every day. I was a communication major, which Nico calls high school number two. The old communication major. The old high school number two. Um, To be honest, if I could go back and do it all over now that I'm doing what I'm doing, I would have 100% studied coding, graphic design, anything internet related. Like, but... I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Read the post, comment back what you think. I'm going to do something more elaborate. I think we'll probably get more into the show, like into other future shows about this topic, because there's a lot we can say on it. But before then, you know, take a read, see what you think, take a gander. Oh, know? my God. All right, let's get into your tip of the week. So my tip of the week is very simple. It's a very simple sentiment, especially after the college post. My tip is to stop swimming in the same direction as all the other fish. Don't be the last guy or girl in the pond. You know, you don't want to be the last one at the party. You want to be the first one. Question what everyone tells you, including me. Do your own research and form your own opinions. Love it. Um, you know, what worked for one person won't necessarily work for you or me or anyone else. So stop accepting society norms and forge your own path. Cute, honey. Okay, my tip's beauty. You guys seem to like the beauty tips. So let's talk about spray tanning. As you guys know, I hate lying out in the sun. I talk about it all the time. I'm highly annoying. If I lay out in the sun, I mean, I get a full-blown mustache. It's it's just not hot. Sure isn't. No, it sure isn't. So, um, you know, the sun is so aging. Everyone knows that. It also can cause sun cancer, and it's just, it's not cool. So if you're going to lay out, please make sure you're wearing a hat with SPF 50 and driving gloves. I'm kidding, but not really. I actually do own driving gloves. I got them on eBay for $4. (laughs) They're pink striped, but that's not my tip. Okay, so for my tip, spray tan. I usually spray tan twice a month. First off, I always dry brush before I get a spray tan. You're going to want to brush up with the brush, and you can get a dry brush brush at like 
health food stores. I think Jimbo's has one, Whole Foods, whatever. So you're going to scrub really good so you're fully exfoliated. When you go to the spray tan place, tell them that you don't want red tones. This is something I'm really anal about. The red tones are going to give you that Jersey Shore orangey look, and you want to avoid that. The red tones also bring out weird colors in your hair, so avoid red tones. Once you're ready and spray tan, you're going to want to wash your hands and use a baby wipe. I get like Honest Company baby wipes. They're awesome. I put them in my purse, and you want to wipe between your fingers and toes. There is nothing worse than a spray tan that's everywhere. We know that with the bare naked cucumber. He just recently spray tanned, and it was just a full-blown nightmare. Splotches everywhere. Horrible. Horrific. So use a baby wipe. Again, I carry them in my purse. And if you want my pre- and post-spray tan tips, just Google the Skinny Confidential Spray Tan. There's so many little things that you guys can do so you have the perfect glow without sun damage. So check out that post. I literally just looked at that post yesterday. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's it's never not good to um, get rid of the mustache. No, the mustache has been a problem. It's hyperpigmentation from the sun. I'm sorry you've had to experience it, but I've had to experience other things with you. So we're kind of even. All right. Now that we've cleared up all the mustaches, hopefully, (laughs) we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Nico Becerra. Our lawyer, our friend, Jordan's lover, which is Ew, weird for me to my say. Why do you have to say lover? It's so creepy. Lover, lover. He's a long-haired he's Latin. A Latin he's lover. my lover. Oh, my God. So I think, you know, stay tuned. This is going to be a really valuable show. Podcast1.com wants to congratulate the Lady Gang for re-signing to do another year of amazing podcasts. Which means you get plenty more of this. Are you a beliefs? Like, weirdly. Like, I'm always like, he's a, I'm like, he was in Leopard. Like, I love him. But remember, we're not just about the single ladies. We've got a real housewife named Heather Dubrow. I'm just going to be me, and the people that are interested will follow, and the people that aren't won't. And a hot mom in Adriana Costa. Hawk a product. One thing you can't live without right now, or we shouldn't live without. Kylie Lipkits. Check them all out for yourself now on the Podcast One app, iTunes, or at podcastone.com. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Just like that, we are back. We had a little Pellegrino moment. We have Kevin, our producer, giving us stabbing motions from behind the window. Come on, Lauren, it's not that bad. You are giving us, you're giving me the evil eye. Oh, come on, it's a happy stare. It's okay, though, because you're wearing like a fluorescent, beautiful Hawaiian shirt, so I'm fine with it. It's kind of wild, I'm not going to lie. Every time I see you, it's a different shirt, I'm kind of loving it. What can I say, I got a fire shirt collection. I'm on a podcast for so long and for so many episodes that I'm going to exhaust your shirt collection, so you're going to have to buy new shirts. By the time I'm done, you're going to have thousands Okay, Adam Carolla. I, I just so. love Kevin because he gives me pizza during the break. Honestly, Michael's actually having a shirt moment too because he's wearing a Lay Club 55 shirt and it's a really good fit. It like fits around your muscles perfectly. They're projecting. My muscles out. are huge. Oh my God, shoot me. <laughs> Put me out. We are so back. So, because Lauren's taking so long with the intro to get us back on track, <laughs> I'm going to take over and do it. That's We're weird. back with an interesting character. Very interesting. Almost like a psychiatrist to me, I would say. His name is Nico Becerra. He is my lawyer, my sister's lover, lover, boyfriend, significant other, the mediator between me and Lauren. He wears many hats. And he's our friend. Nico? I try to be your friend. So this is Nico, you guys. Everyone say hi. He's kind of been in the background, and now he's on the podcast. How you guys doing out there? <laughs> I'm so happy to have him on. I feel like my partner in crime's here. Okay. So if things weren't incestual enough, we just decided to make it even more incestual. So let's, 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 let's get into this. Nico, why don't you uh, tell the people out there who you are, what you do, 
how you help us. <laughs> how you date me. Well, I got to be honest. I'm not really allowed to tell people how I help you other than that you guys are doing amazing. It, I mean, this is awesome. I'm excited to be here. Obviously, Jordan is my everything, so it's fun to be here next to her. Wow, winning points every off, second, you aren't not, we? You better not start with that shit and make me look bad, okay? No, 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 not Lauren, at you're all. My, Lauren, you're my everything, too. Okay, Michael, literally. <laughs> That's what he tells me every time. I know it's confidential between him and I, but he does say that. There's He's just not but, allowed to tell you because it's confidential. Exactly. I need his permission, and it sounds like I got it. Michael's win, or Nico's trying to win points with Michael, too. So Nico's a young lawyer. I feel like you're young, and you also... Let me just describe Nico to you guys. Like, he's hot. No offense, Jordan. He's got... What do you mean? I do not take offense. Okay. He is hot. He's got tattoos. He's got, like, a shirt that's, like, perfect for his muscles. He's got, like... I would say it has, like, not a bob, but it's, like, a below-the-shoulder look. He's doing a little scruff around the face, big white smile, and he's a lawyer. Yeah. And he'll sue your ass. <laughs> if you guys want to Snapchat him behind Jordan's back, I'll leave his Snapchat information on Twitter. Um, that's creepy. And no, anyone out there that tries to snap him behind my back, I will murder. <laughs> I go psycho. Watch out. Yeah, um, the the but, truth is my Snapchat's actually on Jordan's phone. She actually snaps for me and keeps an eye on it. Yeah, so don't, don't try. So what kind of lawyer are you? I am a business lawyer. Honestly, my my goal is to really work with small businesses, people who have ideas. They're not really looking to be the next Facebook and you know the next big thing, but people who have a good idea who want to execute the idea. And they want to know, what do I need to look out for? What do I need to be careful about? How do I build this? How do I protect myself? That's kind of my, my goal is to help people run their businesses but do it smart. And your niche also, which you and I have worked very closely on, is influencer law. Because a lot of people don't don't realize, and we'll get into this in the conversation, that there's a lot of law that goes in when you're a blogger. There's a lot of contracts. There's a lot of different things going on. I feel like there's a, a misunderstanding about blogging. There, there's this idea that it's you know just behind the scenes. It's all people sitting around computers doing things. But in reality, it's a business. Uh, there are a lot of things that go into it that are important that require, whether it's you know legal advice or management advice and things that are unique to the industry that people don't understand and especially on the legal side there's something about it that you're you're important you have a lot of value in who you are your name your content and a lawyer can really help you protect that and And we're going to get into that with nico you guys we're going to have him on a couple times and if you guys are bloggers out there and you're wondering what the hell we're talking about and you want to know more nico is going to give you some tips and tricks and some value of how you can kind of go about the the law and business aspect yeah the first question we're going to get real into that and i'm excited because we're getting back to the business roots i know some of you have been eager to stop talking about taylor's razor burn and get into some value. I feel shit. like we should start a hashtag that's Taylor's razor burn. <laughs> but first, I really want to talk about how Nico and I met because we pretty much, like this is kind of weird to say, but we pretty much are a relationship to Lauren because she had a birthday. Well, my my best friend is dating Nico's brother. And so... Let's just get more incestuous. Wait, wait, they're, yeah, they're married. Uh, excuse yeah. me. They're, they're <laughs> married. Dating, they're they're, married. No, they're married. My okay. sister-in-law. How old's the kid now? Like six. Uh, so he's they, five. Okay. He's turning six. I mean, in they're married. They're married with a kid. So my best friend's married to Nico's brother, and I was having a birthday party, and Jackie said, "You know, I, I'm going to bring along my my fiance's brother," and I said, "Sure, bring him." And then Jordan and him. Met. Nico, tell how you were obsessed with me from the start. Oh, oh. That, that's that's I can't deny that. But I'll be honest. It was funny enough that we. I actually wasn't invited originally. Somebody pulled out. Somebody was like... Somebody pulled out. So Jackie was like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somebody told Jackie and Felipe, my brother, and they were like, 
we're not going to be able to make it. So last minute, they were like, hey, Nico, do you want to come to this party? And I'm like, absolutely. It's a Woodstock party. I went down a like, retail store. They resell clothes and bought a girly vest. For, it was a Woodstock party. He was wearing a vest that was leather and two sizes too small, and I was into it. I wish Apparently. I remembered this. This was a couple, this was like five birthdays ago, and I was blocked out. He had, a, awesome. he, he had a peace sign necklace on. Lauren and Weston, I was peacocking, for Lauren sure. Lauren and uh, Weston decided, because it was their birthday, that they needed to wear 17 scarves apiece in 95 it was Woodstock theme you guys go with it (gasps) Michael do you remember this he asked you for permission to speak to me yeah um, and reluctantly I gave it to him because I said who the fuck is this guy no you didn't no I'm just kidding I was like whatever you're like wait what are you gonna be when you grow up and he said a lawyer and you're like sure go for it take one for the team Jordan that was the beginning of Nico's trials and tribulations with our family listen oh wait 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 Wait, they're done wait wait wait. are we still in I feel like it's still happening let's backtrack okay so Jordan and Nico meet at my birthday party a long time ago and Nico and Jordan start to date now let me tell you guys about Michael's family they're tough they're not easy to get in with. You don't say. You don't say. When I first started dating Michael, it took a couple years. Now I feel like your dad likes me more than you. But it Wait, was... That's how I... I feel like my family likes Nico more than yeah, but me it, But it was hard to get in. It was basically like you weren't getting in. Have you ever heard years. of Everest? <laughs> yeah. If you think about like climbing Everest... That's like the warm-up. A lot of people die on the way up. Yeah, put it this way. So, funny enough, I kind of got really upset about something. Once there was an event in in Florida we all went to, and there's a, a shelf that has pictures, family pictures on it. And one thing I'll say is I've never made it on the shelf. Still? No, well, I'm on it, but listen to this story. So, funny enough, I only got on the shelf because of the event. The event was important, but... Michael's little sister and Jordan's little sister Tara had a, has or had a boyfriend, I guess, and he made it on the shelf like like, like a three minute or in. four years before me. Okay, but let's talk about the That's ornaments. He was an ass kisser. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, let's talk about the ornaments. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the ornaments. Yeah, ornaments okay. are important too. In Wait, the no, no, no. This is this is between me and Nico. Honestly, okay, your family has an ornament tradition where Michael's mom gives ornaments each year. Christmas, e- ornaments. Or Christmas ornaments each year to each family member and whatever happened in that year that's what the ornament represents for instance last year my ornament was a computer because I'm a blogger so I got ornaments I feel like it was the second year I started dating Michael and then I got them every single year I feel like it took you four years to get an ornament is I that right I, I, it, probably you got one last year yeah but it was like a joint ornament no you i feel like you got a lawyer oh no no, i did oh because i yeah i passed the bar so they gave me a a lawyer one but the first time we got one it was a it was a joint it was like she was sticking her toe in the water to test if you were in the ornament club exactly but now you're in the ornament club because you passed the bar i'm on the tree no the first year was when we moved we moved in together and they gave us a house and that was like because it was a joint ornament because we moved in together and it was like wait we literally moved in together it should have been like probably the year before we moved in together when it was serious but that's okay. I yeah, but moving in together was like literally the it was like the Cold War. But you know how they say attorneys happen. are assholes. It's totally true. So sometimes it takes oh, well, longer. What was the first thing I said to you when I met you? He did say he said, "Hi, I'm Nico. I'm an asshole." Did he really? Yeah, I was he like, did. "Hi, I'm Nico. I'm an asshole. You don't want to talk to me because I didn't know if Michael was going to be happy with me talking to her yet. I hadn't gotten his permission yet." It was out of respect. Guys, if you start, if you hit on a girl like that, I immediately I'm like, 
No, wait, I do. I, I do my want to talk mind to you. was like twisted and turned. I was like, wait a second, this guy's Hook, weird. Line and but sinker. I'm in manipulation. I was so many tequila shots deep that, to be honest, when you asked me, I could, I couldn't even tell what you were. So, I don't think Michael knew who wait, I was wait, when wait. I asked him. So you were looking out for me, and you weren't even paying attention because you were too drunk. Listen. I can't worry about everything. Your at least your drunk intuition turned out to be good. It did. It worked out. Okay, so my favorite thing about this story is that it took Nico a while to get in, and at the end of the day, I feel like you're welcome. That's all I want to say to everyone. You're welcome. Why? Because the whole family likes him now. Yeah, because everyone loves him. He's the family. But attorney. it did take a long time to get in. It it's took- because she's saying basically you're welcome. Because every time we have some harebrained idea and we have to, when we need legal work, we call Nico up and disrupt everything he's doing. Like his no, phone is ringing off the hook. No regard for what he's doing or who he's servicing or if he's in court or out of court. Just boom, boom, no. boom. We hit him up and I'm saving everyone money and Nico's just on call. So I'm the winner. I don't know about you, but. Nico. I feel like I'm the winner because I have the most ornaments on the tree right now. <laughs> so that's it. Nico, he's here. He's boning my sister. Ew, Michael. <laughs> that is Ew. not. You know what? That's, that's not a, happening. That's another thing. Lauren loves to like talk about things that are intimate. Like and what the one time comfortable. Remember when I pantsed Michael right in front of your face? Like Michael was standing there and you were like on the floor typing on your computer Lauren, and I pulled his pants down. I was sitting on the his floor. His dangling I was, was like dangling in his Having face. a grand old time. It was like the holidays. I was in the holiday joy, having fun. Lauren decides as Michael's walking past me down the hall to pants him. And I'm not, I'm right there. Like this is never going to go away. <laughs> like this is the worst moment of my life. God, this is... This is taking a turn. Let's get into the question. Pantsing you in front of your sister was one of my most glorious moments. <laughs> I'd love to get that on Snapchat. I'll take any opportunity for an All opportunity right. to change the subject now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So getting into the questions, the first question is from Courtney Dewar, and she asks, I have been blogging, and it has just started to become my main business. I'm starting to work with different brands, and contracts are scary. Do I need a lawyer? Wait, speaking of brands, can I just talk about my new favorite beauty trick? I don't have a ton of beauty products. I just have the ones I love. That is why I am so excited to introduce you guys to a line of beauty products you will die for. Kopari. These are products that moisturize skin and hair and smell really good, but without any sulfites, silicones, GMOs, and parabens. I feel like these were made for me because Kopari products are made with 100% organic coconut oil. And you love that coconut oil. I love it. I slather it everywhere. Kopari makes insane products like a coconut sheer oil, which is light and perfect as a facial moisturizer. I wear this under my makeup as a primer. It's amazing before putting your foundation on and powder. Try it. There's also a coconut balm for an intense soothing and smoothing of super dry skin and a coconut crush scrub that buffs you beautiful and this is my favorite for dry brushing you have to try it you will not be sorry and of course they have an original coconut melt by the way i wore the coconut body glow in saint tropez and i was getting a couple looky looks michael also loves to smell me when i'm wearing this and i feel like i caught him sneaking some the other day on his neck it was kind of creepy but i loved it at the same time Say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kopari. Go to koparibeauty.com slash skinny to get 20% off your order. That's Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash skinny for 20% off. Honestly, I'm obsessed. You have to try this, I'm telling you. I know. Well, I'm going to borrow yours. You can. And then check it out. I have them all. 
Well, I think I know how Nico's going to answer this next question. But for me, and I'm excited to get into this because this is something we haven't really touched on on this show yet, which is law and uh, legal work. And uh, trust me, I have found out the hard way on many occasions that having a lawyer in business is never a bad idea. Nico? I I agree with you. I I can't say that uh, a lawyer is a bad idea, but especially in the blogging world, I feel like I said before, there's just not a lot of attention to it. Uh, There aren't a lot of lawyers in my industry that are thinking about bloggers as prospect clients. And there's a huge opportunity there for bloggers to build a business and they need a lawyer. I mean, that's, that's just the truth. I feel like I was really frustrated when I was starting blogging and I was in like my second year and I did start to have contracts coming in or maybe like an email or proposal that I needed to have looked over. And there was no one that could do that for me that was 60 plus. They almost didn't get it and they didn't understand that I was running my blog as a business. So I would have to sort of sit there and explain it to them. And what I've loved about working with you is that I can tell you things about Snapchat or Instagram or my blog or verbiage on a collaboration and you immediately understand me because you're in this world. So my advice to someone that's a blogger right now would be to make sure that you're with someone that is understanding the social media world. And that might mean going for a younger lawyer. And there's nothing wrong with that because they're understanding your industry. Uh, You know, just to jump in on that real quick, I think there's so many lawyers out there. I mean, there really are. There's millions of lawyers in the country. And at the end of the day, any decent lawyer can do legal work. And one of the most important parts for me as it relates to being an attorney is the relationship. You have to understand your client. You got to speak to your audience. And with Lauren, it's been interesting because I've had to adapt to her communication style. She's very busy. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just saying, Wait, I mean, let's do a little side note on the communication uh, style. You know, it, my first emails to her were, you know, as a lawyer, I want to explain things and, you know, draw it out. And at the end of the day, then I realized, no, she emails the way that she would text. It's got to be quick, easy to the point just like my cooking quick easy to the point kevin's in the back agreeing yeah everyone agrees i i gotta get to the point i'm very busy i have 500 emails a day i don't have time to sit and read a a 20 paragraph email and i feel like you've adapted to the way that i communicate which is quick and so now when i get an email you're you're the bullets are there it's quick it's easy it's it's to the point and then what the way i communicate back is very much text like yeah and you know this is interesting and i actually want to provide value not just on the influencer business side but on the lawyer side, if there's any lawyers out there listening, um, any young lawyers are getting their start. You know, when I first got started in business and I didn't really think so much about legal work, well, how did I find a lawyer? Well, you go and ask older guys that have been in business and they usually connect you with older guys that have been practicing law. And a lot of the time it's really expensive. It's intimidating. You're kind of, you know, out of your depth, especially if you're just getting started. Um, they charge $8 million. Well, not, not, it's not even just necessarily that. It's just you know, when you're when you're a new business owner and you have this great idea and all you want to do is execute it, that's what you do. You run out and you start and you just jump in both feet. And sometimes you don't really think about, you know, the the risk that can go along with that. And there's plenty of risk, which I'm sure Nico will get into. But what I really enjoy about working with Nico, and this is why I think will provide value to other young lawyers, is that we have a personal relationship. And we have a relationship where I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel intimidated to pick up the phone to call you. I don't feel intimidated to send you a text. I don't feel intimidated to ask you, like, yo, should I snap this? Should I answer? Like, 
he gets the language where some of the guys I work with in the past, it's not that they don't know the law because they do. It's just that they're not taking the time to really come down and adapt and they don't you know. evolve. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's so important that if, if you're in any industry, I don't care what industry you're in, you have to evolve. If you don't evolve, you're stuck. You got to pivot. You got to evolve. And I think what's amazing about Nico is that I can send him something about Snapchat and he gets it because he's embraced the culture instead of pushed against it. I think there's something about being a lawyer that it's kind of like a doctor, right? For your business in a way you're, running a business, you have ideas and you need to check in. It's kind of like a, almost like a health plan, right? So I want to do this. What do I need to do? You want to lose weight? Let's talk about the foods you need to eat or what you need to do, right? With a business, the same thing. An attorney can help you really build a plan that protects your business and gets you to your ultimate goal with the limited amount of risk. And you got to, like I said, speak to your audience. You know, when I talk to Michael or when I talk to Lauren, it's about knowing what their goals are, knowing what they want to accomplish, and then giving them the information they need to accomplish those goals. A lot of lawyers, I, I call myself an entrepreneur first. I own my own law firm. But at, this, at the end of the day, I know when I'm speaking to you, Michael, or to Lauren, my goal is to know what you're trying to accomplish. And as a business owner, I can relate to you. If you never own a business, it's hard to advise a business owner. Blogs are businesses. They really are. And there is a lot of potential there to grow this into something greater. So I love when you say blogs are businesses, because I think that's the thing about this industry is that because it's a newer industry, influencers, bloggers, it's kind of a newer thing. They start out a lot of the time as just, you know, behind their computer. They don't really consider it a business. So do you think that people that do not have any legal strategy going on are just so like sole? What do you call it? Sole? Proprietorship? Sole proprietors. Sole yeah, if are they, should they be thinking about this kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going back to Courtney's question in regards, do I need a lawyer? At the end of the day, if you asked me to blog, I would sit in front of a computer. I'd be scared to death. I can't imagine what people who have no experience reading contracts do when they get a contract. How are you supposed to know that? I, I've studied that. I deal with that on a daily basis. That's what I do. Why are you going to try to do something that isn't your niche? It isn't your area. And I think, too, I'm a big believer, and I, I got this from Gary Vee's podcast, is to double down on your strengths. So I have decided that going forward, I am not going to try to actively improve my weaknesses every single day. I've decided that I'm going to actively double down on my strengths. And one of my strengths is not reading a contract. So I'm not going to waste my time on that. I'm going to have someone that I know has my back to do that. So Courtney's question, do I need a lawyer? I would say it depends how into it you are with blogging. If you just started, no, you don't need a lawyer. I would say if you're starting to kind of see some revenue and you're making money off affiliates and you're two years into blogging and you're starting to see that brands are interested, and again, this is blogging probably seven days a week, maybe five for two years straight, you're probably going to want to start to kind of feel out a lawyer. And I definitely think if you're four years into blogging and you're running it as a business and you don't have a lawyer, you should really take a step back and reevaluate that. Well, and what I would also say, and this is not just for bloggers or influencers, but for any business owners, because you know, before I got into any of this space, I was just a small business owner. You never really need a lawyer until you absolutely fucking need a lawyer. And uh, I would caution everybody to just at least start the conversation, get to know somebody, meet a Nico, find a Nico. And, and, and figure out what, like, basically what I do every time I'm trying to do something new is I go to them and say, listen, this is what I want to do. This I is what I hope say, to happen. 
I love that you say find an eco. Well, no, and that's important. And, and well, I'll say this. You know, I, I love best. that. I love that what they're talking about because Lauren said, "Feel out a lawyer," and Michael's talking about business ideas. And that's the point. Like Courtney's question: Do I need a lawyer? Everybody needs a lawyer. If you don't have a lawyer in any component in your life, you need a lawyer. You're going to need a lawyer in your life at some point. I don't know very many people who have lived their lives without a lawyer, but who your lawyer is is if more important. If you don't need a lawyer, you got to take a little more risk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right? laughs> but, but who your lawyer is is more important than needing one. And that's what I think is so important. Like Michael said, it's somebody you can rely on. I'm not going to nickel and dime my clients every time they have an idea. It's about establishing a relationship. That's what's important. It's very long term. It's very long game. And all I do is I call them up and say, listen, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to happen. And this is absolutely what I don't want to happen. Your hair extension for guy idea probably wasn't going to work out well. We can make it work. (laughs) (laughs) The next question is from Lucy Patrika. And she asks, on episode seven, you talked about the chase and making a guy wait for sex. How do you keep the chase going and keep it spicy for you and your man long after you've had sex for the first time? Well, here we go again with awkward answers in front of your sister. Love these awkward sex combos. So yeah, I mean, Lauren and actually myself were big proponents. We've done posts on it. We've done podcasts on it. We've talked about it, about kind of waiting and making a guy chase you and not giving it up in the first round. Listen, I wrote something one time and I got some slack. You know, somebody said, well, women should be able to do what they want and da-da-da-da-da. And like, honestly, I'm just going to be completely blunt. Like, yeah, you can do whatever the hell you want. But if you do certain things that may turn off the majority, I'm not going to say all men, but the majority of men, don't be shocked and don't be mad about it. I mean, if if you go... What was your post about? Can you be a little more specific, Michael? If you meet a guy on the first date and you give it up right away... Like, don't be surprised if you don't get a call back right away. Like, really, don't yeah. be, don't be like, wow, that's shocking. Because for the majority of men, like, if you make it too easy, they run away. But this question, you know, to get into it, like, how do you keep it spicy as you're as you're going on? Lauren, do you want to take this one, or you want me to just get right into Michael, it? Michael, you can get right into it. I'll take it in a minute. Wait, I feel like we have to keep going on this only because, the, yeah, because the the waiting is the number one important thing because that's how you're going to keep it going because the sooner that you give it up, the sooner you have to start making, keeping it going. You yeah, know? But so what, make that beginning last as long as you can. That's true. But like what she's saying though is like the beginning has been done and now she's trying to keep it spicy going forward. But can I, can I make a comment to what you just said? This is funny. There guys are it's such a double standard like a guy will run when it's too easy but he won't run before he does it he'll run after the fact so if a girl gives it up early he'll take it and then run well yes that's a hundred percent what i'm saying my, my point is this is that look i'm all about like creating the chase or the tension or the hunt right there's something as a man you want to hunt for something right and it should you should have to wait and be forced to wait and because it, it makes it more exciting. It builds up the tension. There's sexual tension. There's something cool about sexual tension. Like not having sex but really wanting to. Makeup sex is Michael's favorite. Yeah. One of my tips to keeping it spicy is just to get in a screaming, raging fight <laughs> and then just go to town after you make up. But I really want to answer this question on like how to keep it spicy after it's going. Okay. Can I just give my opinion on this? Because I have a very strong opinion. I love, in fact, I get off on making guys wait. I think it's so fun. There was nothing more fun for me than to be dating a guy and only kissing him for six months. And when I say six months, you guys, I mean six months. 
I don't know why. I don't know if I'm addicted to games. I don't know what it is. I would think it was so funny. So I would do this game to see how long I could wait. I would date a guy. I remember dating this one guy, the surfer. I dated him for two years. And I made him wait for sex for eight months. And he was going crazy. By the time we had sex, he just he wanted to marry me. So my opinion on this is the longer you can make a guy wait and sweat, the more fun you're going to have. So there's no reason to just give it up on the first date. Oh, Kevin's putting up a sign right now that says, I get off on the chase. Chases in quotes. I know, Kevin. I'm trying to give advice. I feel very passionately about this. I feel the only thing a girl has in the beginning of a relationship, other than their awesome personality and everything else that comes with them, that we don't have that we want is the sex. So the longer that you hold off on the sex, the more we want you as a guy. Think of it like a magic key you have in your back pocket and you can hold this key and you can dangle this key in this person's face. Dangly, dangly, dangly. Dangly do. Dangly do. For eight months. Dangle it as long as you want. Throw it over your shoulder. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your front pocket. Do you. Just dangle it. I completely agree. I want to hear Nico because I feel like it's funny to put him on the spot right now. No, you know what I'm going to say in terms of, you know, keeping it spicy and, and, you know, even though you've already had sex before, how do you maintain that? And I think it's a matter of, you know, falling in love over and over again. That's going to sound super sappy, but it's true. Like be, do cool stuff together, do different stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be the same thing. Try things different. You know, whatever you're dressing up or role playing or whatever. I mean, do you weird feel stuff. so awkward right now? Yeah, from it's my awkward, brother. but at the same time, it's true. If like, you could see spice his face right now, you guys would die. Yeah. Okay, it's weird talking about this in front of your brother, but at the same time, it's like it's not that weird. I know, but I mean, look, I've heard them say things that are more weird than this. But at the end of the day, it's like just be be weird. Don't be afraid to be weird. Be honest with each other. I mean, one of the things for me is that I feel comfortable with you, and so whether it's personally sexually whatever be willing to explore that don't be weird about it like what just I do, do whatever you want to do is i dress up in women's underpants <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but no what i was going to say and i just want to i wanted to lighten it up is to get out of routines i think that's a huge thing don't get stuck in a routine if you get stuck in a routine have the same sex have the same schedule do the same thing you're screwed so i would say constantly disrupt your relationship disrupt your routine lauren and i just do this new thing now where we kind of surprise each other with random dates random date nights that's been fun that's what we've kind of talked about before where we just kind of surprise each other with a random date on a random night and we alternate like one week i'll pick something next week she'll pick something and i think when you break the routine and you like spice things up that way it makes it exciting again so you get that like spicy feeling you know i like how you said the word disrupt it kind of disrupts the relationship i feel like when you get too routine it's a little boring well spontaneity right yeah it's like keeps it exciting yeah i feel like we should do that i know we should that sounds really fun thanks for the tip guys yeah i'll I'll leave the office and take you out sometime the next question is from alana hepburn and she asks do you ever find it hard or intimidating working with high-level professional people or especially high-level men I work in a law office. I am 22 and often the only woman in the room. I find it really hard to be heard in meetings or to even have the courage to speak up and give my own opinion. I think probably at any given point in time, all of us have been intimidated at one point or the other in all of our careers. When you enter a field or you're working with people that are high-level operators that have had some success, I mean, that's, that's natural. I think what you do and how you react in those situations is much more important than being nervous. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being nervous, right? I think everyone is entitled to get nervous. It's natural. 
but I think you shouldn't or not let that affect how you operate. What I do, you know, it's, it's a confidence thing. I really just go in there with the attitude like, I'm just as great, just as good as all these people. I may not have as many accomplishments, but I will get those accomplishments. And I think if you have that mentality and you just kind of look at it like that and understand and respect that some of these high-level operators were in the same place as you are at, at one point, and they understand that, they'll help you along the way. And when you start to look at it like that and you stop um, thinking about being so intimidated and you start to realize that we're all humans, I think you know you kind of remove that fear. I think that it's really important to just put your blinders on. If you're trying to stand out and you're constantly worried about what everyone around you is thinking or what the woman who's 45 that's been working here for 20 years is thinking or whatever, I think that you're going to get caught up in it. So when you're coming into a room and you have a really great idea, put your blinders on, share the idea and don't kind of worry about what everyone else is thinking because maybe, you know, you're 22. At 22, you have ideas that these 45-year-olds aren't even thinking about. And your ideas are, again, you're evolving, you're in that generation, it's a different generation, and you provide a lot of value. I definitely agree. I think that um, older people that have been around for a long time are so inspired by young people and so inspired by the things they're into. And they also kind of look at them as being you know, the purchasing power, the new, the next generation of what's going to be popular. So you sharing your ideas and sharing what you are into is actually kind of resourceful for them. You're a trendsetter. You're 22 years old. Rocket. Nico, you've, you've actually met with a lot of very high level people because of what you did in your, in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And And I'll also say that, you know, obviously because I went to school and I have degrees and I'm a lawyer, there's a perception that maybe I have a higher intellect or a higher you know, degree of, of sophistication. But at the end of the day, no matter how old you are, whether you're a woman or a man, you're in that room. And that means something. And at the end of the day, you know, I always say if you're the smartest, most successful or best looking or what anything, the, the top of the top in that group, you're in the wrong group. Right. So a hundred percent. I totally agree with you. If you're sitting in this room and you're intimidated by the people around you, all you know for a fact is that you're going to learn something and you're in the right room. Yeah. And you're going to learn something. There's people in there. They're going to teach you something. So even though it's intimidating and it will be, it always will be. I don't care how experienced I am, how many people have I've been around that are successful or more experienced, more, you know, more intellect, more accomplishments. There's an opportunity to learn something. And at the end of the day, at our core, we have we all have the same brain, right? But did so, you feel comfortable like speaking up? No, it sucked. But at the same time, I had the courage to because I knew that even if I even if I failed, I was going to learn from it. And and quite frankly, how many people out there have not learned from their failures? How many people learn from their successes? That you if you speak up, you'll learn something. You're either going to be a hero. Or you fail, but you learn from it and you'll get better. By the way, failures, in my opinion, it's part of success. The failure and the struggle is so much a part of growing and evolving and changing and and, and attaining that success. And and I understand the intimidation factor. I mean, I sat across the table at J.P. Morgan Chase from their general counsel, and it scared the crap out of me. But at the end of the day, it was me. Why was I in that room? Because of me. So don't be afraid to be who you are. There's a reason you're in the room. And share your opinion. Don't just sit there like a mute. Alana, you're in that room for a reason. Yeah. You're there to touch on that. Results speak louder than words. And I think, you know, when you're in a room with a lot of high operators like that, it's a very, very good opportunity to be quiet and listen. Because like Nico said, you're going to learn something. You know, when I first started um, with JetBed, we started working with a lot of really high level operators and executives 
from a lot of the big um, aircraft manufacturers. And, and from companies too, because a lot of a lot of companies purchase. Yeah, but so vets. you know, as a as a twenty two year old kid sitting across the table from somebody that's operating, you know, aircraft and selling aircraft, and has had fifty years of experience, like, that can be intimidating. And all you can do is kind of listen and work on honing your craft, work on delivering what you promised to deliver. And when you do that, you start to earn the people's respect. And uh, when that happens. There's nothing to be intimidated anymore. They'll help you, you know, and you and they want to help you. Did you feel like it like took time too? Like you just had to get comfortable over time being in the room with people. Everything or? takes time. I mean, I, I'll sit across, you know, from a 22 year old coder or kid that wants to learn some advertising stuff, and you can tell, like, you know, he's intimidated. And being, you know, in that moment and like kind of like self reflecting, like, holy shit, like that was me at one point. You kind of like my first instinct is to help him right? Like I want him to succeed because it helps me succeed. And I think when you look at it that way and you look at the people you're in business with and the people you're potentially working with, they don't want you to fail. You're in that room for a reason, like you said. So there's nothing to be intimidated by. They, you're, you're a member of the team. You're an asset to them. They hired you for a reason. You're sitting in that room for a reason. So sit back, you know, be calm, listen to what they have to say, let them help you contribute what you can. Don't be intimidated. That's so true about people that you perceive to be more successful than you wanting you to succeed. Cause I feel like a lot of older people really want to help younger generations. Like there's a lot of people willing to be mentors out there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm hearing what Michael's saying. I'm like, I can't, I couldn't agree more. I'm thinking, yeah, I hear about Alana and her situation. And I think Alana's a badass. Why is she in this room? Somebody who's more successful, who has more experience is looking at her and going, she's worth being in this room. Let's get her in this room. And don't you, I mean, you've straight up just asked people like, I would love to oh, have got, you be a I've mentor. I've got tons of mentors and because mentors are, I mean, I even, I look at Michael as somebody that I look up to and I, and, and Lauren, I mean, I admire them. They're doing things that are different than me and I know I can learn from them. You have to be willing to accept the fact that you can learn from every situation. There's a guy named James Altucher who's got a really good podcast if anybody's interested and he's, he's a really interesting guy. And one of the things he always argues is that you want somebody beneath you, equal to you, and above you. When I say beneath you, I don't mean so- socially or status. Or I mean like somebody you can teach, somebody you're on equal level with that you can learn with, and somebody above you who can teach you. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in that. Like, I think you surround yourself with those type of people. You always have somebody that's on the same playing field. You always have somebody that you're aspiring to be and learning from. And then you have somebody that you can teach. Because if you can teach someone something, that's when you that's when you started to go on the path towards like being mastered or expertise like if you can teach somebody something and i think there's something really cool about being that person in the room that's like you know you feel you perceive that you might not be the most successful person in the room but you're also the one that has the most to learn so just ask like ask questions ask for somebody to mentor you i think too that you actually alana have a in and i'll tell you why you're 22 years old you have a different perspective what I would do is I would sit back and hear everyone's perspective in the room and what they have to share. And then I would find an angle where you can come in to provide value and share something different than what everyone else says. So what that's going to make you do is it's going to make you stand out. So let everyone share their opinion, share what they're like, what they're thinking, and then come in with something different, avant-garde, young, fresh that, that you have in your 22 year old mind. I think instead of looking at this as a disadvantage, you should look at it as an advantage. Well, look at what we do with Mimi. Absolutely. We go to Mimi all the time and we say, Mimi, what do you think about this platform? Or what do you think about this social media tool? Or what do you... 
I mean, we want to know. We're, Mimi's we're 19. Getting, we're getting older. She's 19. We know that, you know, she's in a different generation. There's 11 years there, right? Yeah. 11. The, you difference. Know, and this go, if there's any older people that listen to the show, I think it's a huge disservice to yourself to not listen to what the youth has to say. Absolutely. I mean, you can always be learning. Don't ever stop learning. I talk to my dad all the time. He's asking me about Snapchat, Instagram, musically. We talk. We discuss it. He's open to my ideas. I think you have to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, her specific situation being in a law firm. Being a lawyer doesn't make you better than anybody. It just means you went to school for a longer time and you passed a test. That's all it is. And you're really good at reading boring shit. Yeah, exactly. We really we really just read countless pages of stuff that nobody else wants to read. That's Thank why God. that's why we make the money we make is because we'll read stuff nobody else wants to read. I love the forward button. <laughs> forward, Nico, yeah, exactly. can you read this? <laughs> and with that, we are going to end the show. Nico will be back. He's going to talk more influencer law. We'll get more in depth with it. There's so many layers to influencer law. I feel like there's a lot to say. So stay tuned for more. Before we go, I just wanted to let you guys know because you've asked over Snapchat about my bombshell body guide. Go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and use the code him and her at checkout for 20% off to all listeners. That's fun, right? I'm, I'm going to use it so I can get in shape for the wedding. Yeah, we got a meal plan. We got fitness plan, all different kinds of things. You can find my full-blown meal plan. I literally wrote down everything I ate for two weeks and put it in the meal plan. And then you can find my fitness guide, which is kind of fun because you can do it anywhere and everywhere. You do not need weights. And it's easy and quick, and there's lots of pictures. Um, it's really the ideal health and wellness experience. So again, go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and use the checkout code him and her for 20% off. Bingo. Bingo. So, Nico, where can people find you? Listen, I don't want too many people to find you because I'm going to need you frequently. <laughs> but where can they find you? Uh, you can find me online at nbecerra.com or on Instagram at NicoBecerraESQ. Uh, that's probably the best way. If you want to get a hold of me, go to my website. But if you want to follow me, I, my my life on the social media platform is just my personality. If you want legal advice, call me. If you want to find out how weird or I am. Or text you. Or text me. Yeah, you can text me. That's actually Lauren's idea. She Thank said, you very much. She's like, you know what? You need to be able to be reachable by text. So we've implemented that. Love and it. We're all about it. So you can text our law firm. If you want a lawyer and you don't want to call us, text us. But if you want to kind of see me being a weirdo snapchat and instagram i'm on it but it's definitely not legal advice it's weirdness it's like his employees your employees yeah i'm just a weirdo and don't be intimidated because you know like you've heard him on the show very down to earth very simple guy to talk to pick up the phone give him a call everything's confidential right absolutely so if you have a dead body in the trunk give him a call what's going on on. (laughs) call me but at the same time don't be afraid to call me i uh, i'm I'm a lawyer that doesn't mean anything i'm a human being first so just call me i'm I'm guys i'm decent he's dating me yeah exactly we know you told us if you're a girl and you end up dating the bare naked cucumber definitely give nico a call yes disclaimer he's taken yeah no don't date the cucumber without talking to me first a hundred percent you need a prenup or a like a pre boyfriend relationship contract you need a serious nda (laughs) yes (laughs) so if you're an influencer check nico out he's amazing at influencer law and just like that we are done we have an episode coming next week lots of fun thank you guys for listening if you like the show submit a review on itunes we have a giveaway going on on the skinny confidential where you can win twenty seven hundred dollars worth of wellness and beauty products if you review the show if you have questions send them through 
Twitter or Instagram and use the hashtag ask him and her. Or of course you can send questions to us at podcast at the We're going to have call in soon, which I'm super excited about because you guys can call in and we can talk one-on-one and we can have like a boozy brunch combo. So if you're interested again, email podcast at the and we would love to have you guys call in. We will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. See, lawyers can be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Sort of. Little doers, little champs. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.